welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Bob, for being a guest on my podcast. So my guest uh, this morning is Bob, and um, I, um, see, we met at the gym in the yes, sauna. Yes, we did, yeah. And... Um, so I I know we're you know I know you're a part of like a, a group in St. Louis like the the Paws and Timothys and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um, I know we've talked before about uh, religious faith and you're uh, Christian you're Roman Catholic mm-hmm. and um, anyway just f- as far as introduction how how else would you just introduce yourself to kind of just give a little bit of, in a nutshell of just who you are as a person. Well, first and foremost, obviously, uh, the most important thing to me is my relationship with with God and honoring Christ and everything that we do. Um, you know, we work to do that in our business, and and uh, you know, I consider you know one of my more important goals in life is to help lead my family to heaven, and then you know, and, and get the good word out to as many people as, as possible. And that's really kind of the focus as far as what's important to me. Um, so faith followed by family and everything else kind of comes in behind that. And um, but as far as professionally, we're uh, we have a business that's really centered around serving seniors um, as they transition. So typically transitioning out of the home they raise their families in, and um, you know we want to be a resource for them on the real estate side. And now we have a company that will do the the moving and. The reestablishment to wherever it is they are moving, the estate sale and things like that. And then um, on the back end of that, we're working to develop our first senior living homes um, here in St. Louis. So we're really, really excited about what the future holds there. But inevitably, we've lost my parents, um, and it, I kind of made it my mission to take care of those that took care of us. So that's really what we're all about is in the professional realm. So I believe that's a God-called purpose that he has me here for, is to help take care of those folks that maybe are a little bit overlooked in society. And then, um, so what's your profession been throughout your career? Is it is this type of thing what you've been in all along, or has have you transitioned out of something else? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So, you know, I've had some of my post-college experience in the corporate world. Okay. And then we went into, um, uh, I grew up in the real estate business. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I come by it honest. And um, it, when I was a young, younger guy in my 20s, you know, just got that interest in starting to buy real estate from an investment standpoint. <laughs> Uh, that continued until we went into it full time in 2002. Okay. And, uh, we sold our first business in 2010. I went back into corporate world for a while, but quickly realized with three little girls at home that, that traveling all over the country wasn't viable, wasn't part of my vision and goal for my family. And, uh, so then we stepped back into it full time and we've been doing it you know, ever since full-time again, since 2018. But even in that short span of when I went back to corporate, we were still involved in, in the real estate investment side, uh, did that with my mom. And, uh, but when she passed in 2018, it really kind of accelerated the need to leave corporate world again. And, uh, 
um, besides all the travel, you know, um, and, and come back in and do that. And, you know, primarily that we were in the buy houses, renovate them, improve the neighborhoods, resell them. And it, what I had found over time is, is um, and really praying and listening, we were buying the majority of our homes from seniors in tran- that were transitioning. You know, in some cases it may have been mom or dad had passed. And in some cases it was, you know, they're moving to assisted living or they're downsizing or whatever that may be. And I'm like, how do we take care of those folks in some of these other areas? Because it's, it's such an arduous process. And frankly, you don't really, even though I've seen and helped families through that process, you don't realize just how taxing it can be until you go through it yourself. And I think we experienced that with my mom's estate. Mm-hmm. And it really, God put it on my heart to start being more of a resource for these families. And and we've been working to grow it ever since. So um, how did you get involved in Christianity? Is that something you grew up with back home? or You know, um, growing up, I will say that we believed in God. Mm-hmm. We went to church. Certainly wasn't an every week thing. I I, I, I will use the term Christian Catholics, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was more often than that. But you know, it was. I, I don't want to say it was necessarily the center of our home. And one of my most rewarding things was watching my mom really st- step back into her faith so much in the last twenty years of her life or so, and and. Uh, uh, but between in that process and, and then with my wife really kind of led me deeply into my faith. I think going through, you know, some trying times in 2008, 2009 time frame um, was when I really started to explore that further. And um, slowly hey, God has, has brought me to where he's needed me, you know, to go do his work and serve his purpose. So it's... Mm-hmm been an incredible journey and uh you know i guess you never have regrets but uh, you know ideally i would have found that sooner but yeah so i was in my adult years okay um, when i really 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 came into my faith okay you know it was kind of one of those i believe in god but i still think i had it all figured out and i was in control um so yeah it's that you know i he always finds a way to to find us and, and he to his credit found you know was found me so. so, and you said it was like some difficult situations that kind of um, caused you to turn that into that direction. It really was, yeah. I was, you know, I had a scenario that was at the time I had lost my father, uh, which is the first person in my life that I lost that was really played a significant role in my life, and um, and there was a, a a real estate project that we had acquired that turns out that the seller had had some fraud involved. Hmm. I won't go into a lot of detail on that, but it was just that happened within 30 days of each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the time, I thought that was, you know, that was, I was, I was really lost, I guess is the best way to say it. And, and so I was seeking, seeking more, I think at that time and got really heavily involved, um, with a Christ Renews His Parish, um, retreat at our church mm-hmm. and then went on to lead that next retreat. And, um, that really started pulling me in and, and wanting me to help people find that peace, if you will. Hmm. 
Okay. And then, um, so you, finding peace, and then what is it about Christianity that gives peace? Like, um, well, I guess, like, here's one thought I, when you were talking. It's like, how would you put it as far as, like, the essence of the Christian faith in a nutshell? Like, do you have any thoughts about, um, like, if someone was totally unfamiliar with it, just how you would say, well, this is kind of what it's all about, you know, something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I often um, look at the, my relationship with Christ as I look at my relationship with my kids, and that He loves and cares about me at the same level I love and care about my girls. And from time to time, as they veer a little bit off path, right, we're there to guide their ways. But ultimately, we would sacrifice anything for them. And when you start to gain a real um, appreciation for, for the fact that that's the sacrifice that he made for us, um, it, it, I think it pulls you into a, um, a real sense of gratitude. And it's that gratitude, I think, that, you know, salvation is by grace alone. But it's the gratitude around that that really makes me want to go out and do good things in this world and take care and serve people. Hmm. And it's his business at the end of the day. And if we can have a business that's really focused on serving people first, um, everything else will fall in line behind that. And that's really our guiding principle. And it takes a long time. It took me a long time anyway to really recognize that. It's, it's uh, to really be, what I consider my definition of success is um, taking care of people first and everything will fall in line behind that and I kind of think it's just getting people over the, the finish line of I think that relationship and why that relationship is so important mm-hmm. okay hopefully and I answered your question there Will <laughs> it did yeah yeah and then I'm a Protestant so you're Roman Catholic and then why are you Roman Catholic I know you grew up in it so that's probably part of the reason but um are is that are you roman catholic by choice now like if you were just going to choose that's where you would be um and if so why you know tell me about about that you know i don't have a lot of conversation around that it's it's how we raised how we chose to raise our girls and um i feel like in front of religion should be my relationship and my faith and that daily interaction of me praying and and in relationship with with god um to me that that's more important than uh, the ceremony around that i attend church because it's empowering to me and it gives me another reason to dive into scripture and things like that but that's something i do anyway i do that every morning mm-hmm. um uh, you know, we I deep into I drive into scripture. At, you know, if it's one passage, you know, but um, that's I think how some of those lessons are revealed to us. So, um, to me, that's I, I think there are a lot of people that it does, I don't think it matters what church they go to, but they they're just there checking a box. And I guess that's what I'm trying to relate that more important than that is the time that we invest daily 
because one of our more important outcomes in life is that relationship we have with our creator. Um, so that's what I really spend my focus on. Um, I, I will attend a church on Sunday that uh, a gentleman that I'm helping disciple, it's his church. Mm-hmm. It's not a Catholic church, but I'm going to go and I'm going to support him and experience It's something that he's he's finding his way and it's a church that excites him. So I want to be able to experience that with him just so I can be a, a better discipler to him, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. One thing... Um, that is interesting to me and that I, I can appreciate about the Roman Catholic system, so to speak, is um, the parish system. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I, I like the idea of being a part of a church based on where you are ge- geographically, you know, and you're, you're worshiping and a part of a, a Christian community with those who live near you, rather than... Um, driving however long to get to the particular church of your choice, I guess, you know, (laughs) Um, where people will tend to, you know, well, people um, attract people, people are attracted to people just like themselves, you know, but that's not what the body of Christ is like. We're made up of all different kinds of people, you know, so that's one aspect of, uh, you know, the Catholic religion that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Um, well, what has, um, you already mentioned, you know, one thing, but I was going to ask what has impacted your life and really kind of um, shaped you and things like that. You mentioned, you know, kind of some difficult t- things that caused you to turn to the Christian faith. Um, Anything else comes to mind as far as people or experiences that have, um, you know, really made you who you are today? I've had a lot of really positive role models in my life, and I've been very fortunate for that. And and God has interjected people into my life that have continued to further the growth of my faith. And so it's a blessing, and it's amazing how He uses others to help in us help influence us and 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 sometimes in the most innocent ways you know i'm sure that person may not even realize the, the effect they had just by some words mm-hmm. um and it's those god winks is what i refer to those as that i can certainly um i can certainly grow from and i hope to be a guy that's providing those to others as well you know i think that's part of you know, iron sharpens iron, if you will. So, um, you know, I hope that the Holy Spirit's putting that, you know, putting me in that position when it's relevant to other people and they need that little nudge, if you, you know, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just as simple as some words or a retreat that you attend and there's somebody speaking and that's something that really caught you that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Um. Any particular books that have made a big splash in your life? Oh, boy. I'm reading one right now called Two Chairs. Hmm. And the author's going to escape me. It's Bob something. And it was the most random thing in the world of how I got introduced to this book. I, 
I'm not a social media guy. In fact, I probably, from a business perspective, should be more of one because um, I feel like it's a well, just a, it wastes a lot of time. <laughs> and I just happened to go on Facebook to to look at something, and I came across a post. It was a gentleman thanking a friend of mine for referring this book. He's like, it really had a profound impact. So. As I was at the gym that morning, I listened to that book in its entirety, hmm. and then I immediately ordered the book because I had to read through it. It's it's really it's a it's a short read, but it's really centered around that daily relationship with Christ and inviting Him in. And what the premise of the book is, is that in your house or, or wherever it is that you spend that time, to have two chairs. And invite God in and, and physically sit down and have a conversation. And um, and then spend you know, 20% of your time talking and 80% of your time listening. And it's really profound when you look at it in that type of, at least to me, you look at it in that light because we need to, especially a you know, type A personality like myself, I have two ears and one mouth. I need to spend a lot more time listening than I am talking. Mm-hmm. And and uh, just a phenomenal job of really kind of simplifying what we already know, but uh, but I just like his the approach this book has to to, mm-hmm. to that piece. So was, that's one of my favorite books that I've you know read in a long time. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, it's going to be some Christmas presents this year. Is that book to a few people that I think could really, really would really get a you know a lot out of that. Yeah. When you're listening, like what's that like? Um, is that active listening in some way? Is that meditating on scripture? Is that just sitting there and being silent? Or what is that like to listen to to God? Um, I consider it a form of meditation. That's something, you know, meditation is something I try to do every day. Um but I still have that, you know, that monkey mind creeps in from time to time, right? I think that's that's common. But I, to me, it's become a lot more um, like I would sit down and talk to you. It's become much more relational. And then, but I think the listening piece is um, um, when you're purposeful about spending, you know, four times more time, you know, four times or eighty percent of that conversation listening instead of talking, mm-hmm. it does become a little bit more meaningful because. Uh, um, a lot of times when I'm meditating, I'm meditating certainly with with God, but also kind of on the vision. And I think it's really important that everybody has a vision for their life. And it it isn't necessarily just about what they do professionally. It's about every area of their life. And, and that's something I try to stay focused on a lot in meditation, what that vision is and really feeling it um, and, and uh, feeling my way through that and, and because I think when you stay focused on something, it tends to slowly show up in his time, you know. Yeah, so like a vision for like, and you're thinking of like your life, your future, that type of a vision, right? Right, so it's a time to get present with where you're hoping to go in the future. And I look at my vision in several different areas, you know, my family, my relationship with my wife, my faith. Um, is the first thing on my vision. Um, 
certainly where you want to go professionally and in your financial life and in your fun life, if you will, um, your friend life, you know, and all these different areas of life where um, if we don't stay focused on it, sometimes they tend to go to the back burner and become less important. And my you know, my f friends and family obviously don't deserve that. You know, I don't want to be the person that spends 100 hours a week working to the detriment of everything else, right? So I think balance is really tough in life. But if you're not staying in front of what's important to you every day, then it, it's really easy to get out of balance. And then does your vision translate into, like, goals, yearly goals, quarterly goals, or Absolutely. anything? It does? Yeah. Okay. That's what drives all that. Okay. Um for example, if I want to have date night with my wife, but I'm not proactively scheduling that action item, uh, I get tend to get busy enough where that might get pushed to the back burner. Well, what's more important, you know, than that? Or I get up in the mornings at 4:30. That's early, but why do I do that? Because I need that morning routine to get me centered and to put the focus on what truly is most important. It's pretty early. What time do you go to bed at night? Yeah, anywhere from 9.30 to 11.30, typically. I try to, you know, rest is important. So, yeah. you know, you try to start winding down. I think I think I really try to limit screen time in the evenings, and yeah. that helps a lot. Um, I'm trying to get disciplined enough to read every night before bed. So that's the next another goal that I have is to, uh, I think that tends to give you a little bit deeper level of sleep because you're not stimulating, you're not stimulating your mind like screens tend to do, you know. And get you down rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, is there um, like any particular, um, well, I guess first, is there any particular passages of scripture that has just really been on your mind lately? Just anything you've been turning over and just thinking about? If, if not anything in particular, that's okay, but I just thought I'd ask. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 comes to mind. Um, he has a plan. And we have to stay faithful to the plan. And when you get, you know, when those things pop up that try to derail you, when the when the dark side's trying to, trying to creep in, you know, you just got to put on the armor and just prosper through and, and recognize it. Um, and what is that verse? Do you know it? Can oh, you, you're gonna put me on the spot. Oh, that's with, okay. With yeah, I'm, I I should know that. Uh, I don't. I, what, do you know a pair? Can you just kind of paraphrase it? Um, he has a plans, plans to prosper us. Okay. Um, and uh, for our good, or something like that. For our good, line. right? And it's it's yeah. Not, it's not necessarily. I don't necessarily look at that just as material type of. Mm -hmm. You know. When, it, when you use that word prosper, I think it's just, when, and when you're focused on a vision, you recognize there's so much more to life and to the vision than just that. So it's really moving us down the path to towards that vision. And I think that vision came out of me through the Holy Spirit. And so as long as we're focused on that, 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 uh, but there's, I have, I have a little page on my, uh, I refer to some of my favorite, you know, scripture that I'll go in and review that from time to time. So, yeah, I had somebody challenge me once about starting to memorize scripture, and I need to do a better job of that. I really do. So, hmm. you've kind of reminded me of that here in this in this discussion. So. Oh, really? Um, 
Yeah, I've been this past year memorizing some of the Psalms and um, meditating on them. And so I'm reading less than I used to probably because I'm spending more time just kind of like trying to memorize. But it's been pretty rewarding um, just kind of going over things. And um, it causes me to um, look at it differently than if I was just reading it because I guess it's just kind of looking at every word and phrase going mm-hmm. so slowly with it, you know. I started doing flashcards yeah. uh, with scripture, some of my favorite scripture on it, and I need to be more active about keeping those in my car and, and just kind of reviewing that as I have yeah. a, minute, you know, a few minutes here and there. Yeah, uh, I've kind of fallen off that habit. but So I started <laughs> writing it in my book, but there again, it's... Or my tablet, and it's only there when you're in front of your tablet, right? So, so you mentioned getting up at four thirty. What do you do when you get up? Do you have a certain routine or anything? I do. I think morning routines are really important. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've studied a lot of uh, you know different authors that have talked a lot about success—not necessarily material success, but success in life—and in in studying a lot of people that have achieved what I would consider my version of success. And a lot of them refer to a morning routine. Um, so my morning routine, I call spavers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the S is silence or meditation. Mm-hmm. P is prayer. E is exercise. I'm sorry, the A is affirmations. So there's certain affirmations I will listen mm-hmm. to in the morning. Um, v is reviewing the vision. We talked about that earlier. The E is exercise. The R is reading. And within that component, I have... Uh, component of that scripture, so I read at least one, you know, Bible passage a day, and sometimes I'll get down a rabbit hole and read a whole lot more than that. And then the last S is scribe, or what I call journaling. And my what I really focus on with journaling is listing a minimum of three, but as many as ten things that I'm grateful for. You know, be it from the previous day or just in general. And I really want to focus on operating from a an energy of gratitude because we have so much to be grateful for. And, you know, even when the challenges of life happen, um, well, I'm not in control. I mean, I, I tend to have, that's where faith comes in and recognize that sometimes failing is part of the process and it's all about failing forward instead of failing backward. So I even tend, when I have a, a challenge in a day, I tend to that next morning try to, push out why I'm grateful for that challenge. And uh, sometimes it's a little tough to do, right? You know, especially if it's a a significant challenge. But um, I think when you have the right mindset, you know, we assign our own meaning to everything in life. So let's assign an empowering meaning. And uh, and, uh, it's because it's always about a course correction that we need. So are there any... um struggles in your own life that you're okay with like bringing up and talking about that um that you would bring up and just kind of share just what it's been like you know working through that or how it's affected you or just um yeah how that's impacted your life Hmm. that's an interesting question well um nothing's popping into my head Right off the top, um, I think I'm in a period of life right now where 
God's really put it on my heart what my true purpose is from a business perspective. Um, and so I'm chasing that really hard right now. So I, is that a challenge? There's certainly challenges. I'm working really hard. Um, you know, it's, um, we had to kind of re reinvent our business a little bit to really, really, uh, encompass what we were trying to accomplish. So in that is, you know, we've, had to invest heavily in that, <laughs> things like that. So that creates a little bit of that uh, nervousness. But that's where faith comes in, right? Because I truly believe, um, and I guess what excites me at the end of the day is that I really believe we're trying to serve a higher purpose here and taking care of those that took care of us. And that's what I stay focused on. I write that down every morning. That's what we're we're building a business that takes care of those that took care of us. So <clears throat> that means so much to me. So through those challenges, I think I have to just take a step back and really focus on that because that's, you know, uh, and the faith that we'll see that mission through. So I've been self-employed like most of my working life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in the Navy for a few years and then I've basically been self-employed since then, you know. Mm-hmm. But I get the impression that my experience in business is like a lot different than like probably your experience in business. Like you probably are more, um, I don't know. It's like, I think what I'm good at is, um, running a business on a shoestring, but that, but it's mainly been like independent. Like I've, you know, it's not so much like a business for many years. I was a wedding photographer, so I was self-employed and it was my own business, but it was more like just kind of operating as an independent professional. That's different than like the world of business, you know, but, um, you're probably involved in like, uh, relationships and I guess maybe loans and, you know, bringing people together. And like, I get, I'm not that familiar with that type of business. Like right now I, um, take care of the administration of a small lawn care business. So I'm, you know, very independent. Um, and I basically run the business, but it's still, you know, we, it's just a really small operation. There's just, you know, about five of us. And so, um, what is it, um, What's the essence of business, I guess? It seems to me like it's maybe pretty relational. I don't know, but like, I guess, like, yeah, what's the essence of business? What's business really all about? Or what's your world like in the world of business? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a broad question, but you have any thoughts about just any of that? I mean, it's all over the spectrum. Okay. So how many businesses are out there, irregardless of size, where the only thing that matters is money? Mm-hmm. And there's been a period in my life where I thought my worth was defined by money, and it has nothing to do with it, right? Um, now, this is my opinion. So, I also think there's businesses out there that are really focused on taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And those are the businesses that I think have true success, you know? Sometimes the, that certain businesses that maybe have financial success, but, you know, you see that over time and where does that end up, you know, um, because they're not necessarily doing it for the right reasons. So I think it goes back to vision and staying focused in, 
if I look at it, this is God's business. This is not my business. And but to take a step out of that, um, there's nothing wrong with with small business. I think that's what fuels this country. And I think it's to me, it's it's about what somebody's looking for. There's no nothing wrong with being a sole proprietor of business, other than it's a job, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just a job with right. a little more flexibility and freedom and, and upside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try. To, I'm trying to, to build our business to a point where it's allows me to work on the business instead of in the business. I'm I know my strengths and weaknesses. And I should play to my strengths and hire to my weaknesses. And that everybody on our team should be a whole lot more, you know, smarter than I am. Um, because I'm really good at bringing people together. That's probably one of the talents he's blessed me with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to build something that um, where we have a really, really hired, you know, empowered team of people. And... My whole thing is is that we refer to them as family, and if you look at our what we're trying to do in senior living, we'll never call the folks that choose to to live with us residents because they're family members, and that's how we should re- refer to them. That's how we ask our staff to refer to them and treat them just like they treat their own mom. Hmm. And and, then, and conversely, if we do that with the folks on our team. How can we go wrong, you know? And if we can, if God, God allows us to build a really successful business, that just allows us to take care of more people and do more good things, right? Um, it isn't about me and the material things I want. It's about how many people can we can we affect. So. Um, God willing, we're gonna we're gonna influence a lot of lives, you know, in a positive way, and and maybe in in some sort of way, there's certain folks that are in their later years in life that are really seeking, you know, their faith, and maybe haven't come into that, and just maybe we can help influence that. But that's got to start, you know, top down. And uh, my partners in the senior living business, they, you know, they they are operating a, a property now and the level of care and tenderness that they offer to the folks that are living with them is not what you see in this more traditional um, senior living facilities you'll see on the side of the highway. And that's what we're trying. We're very focused on trying to lead that through in everything that we do as we open more properties because there's a real shortage and this is just one example of going down one rabbit hole here but there's a real shortage of senior living to accommodate this this generation that's transitioning right now um like alarming shortages of senior living beds that are, we're going to be facing this in the next 10 to 15 years so but it, that shouldn't really matter if we're doing a better job of taking care of people and and i think the pandemic really highlighted Maybe in some places where that that care, level of care just isn't where it should be, and I could go, I could talk about all kinds of examples of that. But you know, in the interest of of this, I think that's. So I look at business this way: if we can build a big enough team, that's just that many more people that we can help take care of. And then, right now, how many people are 
a part of your business or your team? Um, it just depends on what component of our business. You know, okay. our real estate operation tends to be a little bit smaller, um, but we have some agents that work with us and our construction team. Um, certainly, my wife and I. Then our new our new business in the middle, where you know where we're helping with uh, the actual moves and, and transitions. That's that's something we're just getting off the ground. But uh, I think we'll build that out to about twelve or fifteen people. Uh, then on the senior living side, um, they're at 15 or 20 people on the house that's operating now. And then we have our our senior management team that's really driving the growth of that. So there's about 12 of us that are involved in pushing that forward. Hmm. Okay. So ideally... So it we'll, sounds like a lot of different people kind of coming and working together it sounds like it, it really is and um it's all his work it's it's bringing the right people to the table and we've had along the way we've encountered a few of the wrong people and that's okay too you know that's part of that failing forward and uh, um but i'm yeah i think we're really really excited about the team that we have in place to to help move some of these things forward mm-hmm a lot of work to do, though. And these um, homes, are they going to be uh, staffed homes then with people who, um, you know, care for the homeowners, residents? or you know? No, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it'll be more in the realm of assisted living. Assisted living, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and you, I was going to ask you your strengths, but you kind of said you know it's like organizing relationships and people to work together is that kind of what you would say your strengths are yeah i'm certainly not the guy that needs a hammer in his hand certainly not the guy that should be driving process and and all that within the business and those things with what we do are extremely important but let's let's put the people that have the talent in those areas there to to focus on that and Mm -hmm. and um you know call myself kind of a visionary, I guess, is how you would term my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really trying to drive forward and, and find the people that will help us go out and do what we're trying to do. What's a typical day like for you, if there is a typical day, like after you're getting started routine in the morning, um, you know, what does life look like for you at work? It's, it is literally every day is completely different, oh, which yeah. fuels me, right? I'm not a, uh, a routine uh, outside of that morning routine, I, I'm probably not the guy that sits down in, at a cubicle every day. And not, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, it just doesn't fit my profile very well. Uh, I like to be out uh, on job sites or uh, in meetings and, and, and planning and forecasting. Or I may be out meeting with a family. Um, I still do a lot of that because it really fuels my soul to be there and, and have those conversations and get to know them and and really spend time with the family. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was actually on my way over here on the phone with a gentleman that we're working with and just answering all his questions and hearing his stories. Um, and that, that, that fuels my heart mm-hmm. because it's just uh, so much to learn from these folks that are... You know, have a lot of life experience, you know, and mm-hmm. always something to learn. So I just really enjoy that that part of, 
I think that's where I certainly add the most value to, to our collective business. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll kind of um, wrap up. Um, well, I got a final question, but like anything other else that that's on your mind that we should bring up that would be good for a topic or, or yeah, great question. Well, I don't know what it would be off the top of my head, but um, we've covered a lot. Okay. <laughs> well, um, one thing, you know, um, in this time of your life, um, what do you find just really satisfying? Like when you're doing it, it just you really register or if that's the right word, you know, with it, um, uh, resonate with it. Um, you know, it's just, what's a really satisfying thing for you right now in life? Boy, there's a lot. Um, and when you focus on gratitude, I think it's really easy to be able to identify a lot of things. Um, you know, something very simple last night was just sitting there with my wife and two daughters, you know, after we had dinner and then we just sat and enjoyed each other's company because my middle daughter had come home from college last night for the for her winter break. Mm-hmm. And obviously we don't see her as much as we used to with her being gone and just enjoying that time. It could be having a really amazing meditation morning and you know having really good some really good conversations with my maker and that's really hard. It could be sitting in a meeting uh, like we were on Wednesday um, working on our senior living you know new build and and uh, seeing the progress and that's just it's so empowering to know we're, we're you know we're, we're starting to see that come to realization and you know in all these different areas that we spend time focusing on when you kind of have that little bit of a win that's it's really really empowering because you know it's just one more god wink along the path of knowing we're heading at least i believe we're heading in the direction he wants us to head so all right it's hard to break that down in one particular area you know yeah yeah well thanks bob thanks for being a guest it's been good yeah thanks for having me